It's the 25th episode of Renewed Talk. I hope that you have been enjoying our episodes, enjoying what we've been talking about, enjoying what we have to present. Um, It is 2019, and we are coming with more topics, new topics, new guests, more guests about things that are relevant to the community, to the world, to church, to the non-church, all of it. And so I just want to say thank you to all those who have been listening from my home city, Philly, those who've been listening also from uh, D.C. and from Virginia, and shout out to those who are listening from Tokyo, Japan. Hey, make yourselves known. Send a message on um, SoundCloud or send out a message on YouTube and let us know how you're feeling. And if you're listening on iTunes, rate the show. I need four or five stars. Don't rate it any less. If you have less than four stars, don't rate the show at all. (laughs) I'm just messing. But for all those who have been listening, I just want to tell y'all thank you. Now, to get started with our topic of the day, we're doing Love in the Black Church with my guest, Mr. Jake Holmes. His real name is Jacob, but we call him Jake, coming all the way from South Carolina. And so I hope that you enjoy this episode. I'm just going to share our theme theme verse and a little bit about our topic, and then we want to jump right in. Theme verse is a new command. I give you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And that's coming from John 13, 34, NIV version. Why are we talking about loving in the black church? Well, myself and Jake were groomed and we grew up in a black church. And we just like to talk about our experiences, um, things we've learned. Uh, is love represented in the black church? When I did a little bit of research on it, you know, just to Google love and black church, a lot of things didn't really come up that were positive. There was a lot of negativity. And we just want to kind of focus on why is there so much negativity? Is it because love is not always shown is it because we're not always consistent in our ways of showing love in the black church there are a lot of things that we touch on so i just want to share that with you on today listen 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 if you're just listening for the first time follow us we're on soundcloud we're on itunes and we are on youtube if you want to see the live um picture interviews check us out on youtube with renewed talk podcast with elaine janelle all right also at the end of the show there's going to be a few quick announcements some new things that are coming up for 2019 so keep it locked right here i'm gonna play one song for you and then we're going to jump right on in shout out to reverend don you only got one song in this episode i'm keeping you in mind all right y'all it's elaine janelle keep it here at renewed talk presence so near 
first time joining us hello <laughs> thank you for joining us um renew talk is a podcast that has been going on since 2015 is when i started this and we have great conversations um and we talk about real topics and we are young people who love god i guess i'm still considered young praise the lord yeah i put that on myself in that bracket for a little while longer because <laughs> i know it's not it's not too far going where i'll be older but we like to talk about topics that are relevant um, in the church, in our community, with people, with young people. And I found that a lot of people enjoy the conversation. So we're not going to hold y'all too long, but we want to be very clear and effective about our topic tonight. And so this is Jake. And Jake, do tell the people where you're from. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. And those who don't know me who are on Jake's Live, I am from the great place of uh, Philadelphia, but I live in D.C. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is my story there. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about love in a black church. So those who are already on Jake's Live know about it. Those who are joining us on YouTube, love in a black church is a topic. And we're going to come with different angles. So before, as we're getting started, I think what I want to do is share um, the topic and the theme verse, and then we'll move from there. Theme verse tonight comes from John 13, 34. A new commandment I give give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And it is the NIV version um, because I was already about to mess that up uh, because I was about to speak King James. Mm-hmm. You know, when you used to speak King James? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was you say it for real when you speak King James, baby. Okay. Yeah. You know, as I'm my mother, as my mother feels, it's probably like it's more sacred. So yeah, I need NIV like, right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Break that thing on down for me, Mom. So, um, what, what I want to share with you guys, and um, to be honest, and I'm going to ask Jake this question as well, and I'm not going to deter too much from what we have laid out before us, but um, is what does love in a black church look like? What, what, what is love in a black church, and how does that look, and is it really there? Um, and one of the reasons why I like this topic is because when I did research, I Google type in love, black church, and when I Googled it, 
nothing like positive came up like trying to find something positive you got to start going past a few pages and for anybody who researches google like i do you don't go past but a certain amount of pages because it becomes irrelevant to what you're actually looking for right. so um within looking for it i found that a lot of things was neg were negative and it's something it's something to be said about that there's there's something that we need to discuss about the fact that why is the church being deemed as negative um and is it all true is it some true all right. So the reason the question I was going to ask Jake was Jake is actually the person who chose the topic for this for this for tonight, and I want you to share why you chose the topic before we go further. Okay, check out his talk. <laughs> nah, it's for real. Like I said, um, hey y'all, for those that just coming in, what's up, Twin? Um, what's up, Davian? Malika, Valeria, what's going on, y'all? So what we're talking about tonight is basically um, loving the black church. Um, I chose this topic because. You know, uh, we we have we hear a lot of talk about the millennials, and we hear the talk about you know we're not this or we're not that. So I wanted to speak on the topic of uh, the love in the black church because it's simply missing. It's not something that's there, um, and it's something that needs to be addressed. Like you say, we can't uh, we can't fix the problem if the problem is never addressed. So. Um, I'm very adamant on, like I said, love because I'm a, I'm I'm all about love. Anybody that knows me, like I said earlier, I love everybody. Um, you know, I play around a lot on the internet, and y'all see, you know, some of the things that I post. But if to know me is to love me, and I love everyone, and I feel like love is a big factor that uh, the church is missing, and I feel like that's why we can't keep, you know, the millennials in the church because there's no love there, there's no compassion, there's no, there's nothing there, you know, to keep. Uh, a young millennial or just a, a regular person that's not church in general in church so that's why I said I believe we should talk about this because it's a topic that not too many people want to talk about because it can become very uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, especially when you start you know branching out from love well when you say love what do you mean by love or um, when we get to talking about well, how we treat you know this person in the church or that person in the church mm. it can get very they can get timid because everybody has their certain views on, you know, on certain, certain things. things. We stand on principle and, you know, all that other kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, let's talk about is love really something that's being shown in the church? Church. So that's why I chose. I'm glad you topic. said that. And I'm looking at our lives. So we're live on my Instagram, which is Elaine Janelle. Mm -hmm. We're also live on Jake's Facebook. Um, and it's Elaine Janelle on Facebook. And on Instagram is Elaine underscore Janelle. But one of your friends here just said something imperative. He said, love in the black church is very selective. Mm -hmm. And um, I can say that there is some truth to that. Um, because generally, we try to choose mm -hmm. who we deal with. And I think, I think as people, we do that. To be honest with you, mm -hmm. I think as people, we do that. And it shows probably the most in growing up in school um, and even... Yeah, come that's on, it, L. That's, you took the one, that's my, that was my main <laughs> scripture. Thanks, Elder. <laughs> but um, I think it starts in school. You see it in school when people choose their crews mm -hmm. that they want to be with. It's usually not just because they like those per persons or people, mm -hmm. but it's also because those are the people that have accepted them. Exactly. And it concerns me when you see that same exact vibe in the church mm -hmm. because the church is supposed to be welcoming of everyone mm -hmm. bottom line it's supposed to be the home for the sick so it's supposed to welcome everyone hey. 
And when you start choosing, you're welcome. You choose your welcome mat, and mm-hmm. you choose who and who is and who's the, who's the come. Then that means that we have a problem. And how can somebody be set free or helped or delivered or saved? Saved mm-hmm. if you're not welcoming them to your church. Right. If you're not showing them love. So that's where it, that's why we're at this topic tonight because it's like relevant. Right. Love in the black church isn't transparent as much. Love in the black church is not transparent. Uh, people in the black church are not transparent, which can also lead back to the topic of love in the black church. The lack of love and the lack of compassion is what has the, that that brings about that lack of transparency because you can't really be transparent in the black church because of, like she said earlier, the black church is very selective on who we choose to love. And and this is just, I've, I've been in church all my life. My, my mom about had me in church. So, it's, it's very true that love in the black church is very selective, which is why people can't really, you know, walk in their truth or or live and, and be transparent. Because if I go to church knowing that I'm going through this, how are they going to view me? If I go to church knowing that I'm dealing with this, are they going to push me away? Are they going to shun me? I mean, and it's it's just like, just show love because at, at, we, we all haven't been, we ain't been saved all our life. I grew up in church all my life. I went through that, and, and this is this is a transparent moment. Now, anybody know me? I, I'll tell my own story before anybody can tell me. So if you ever right. hear anything else about me, can't nobody blackmail me because I'm a blackmail myself. Black Listen here, okay? That's I one thing I will do. There's nothing about me that I've done that I'm ashamed of. There's nothing about me that I do that I'm ashamed of. I, I just feel like I can. It, it's, it'll be a testimony somewhere down the line. Might not be right now, but <laughs> you know, um, I feel like we 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 forget that. There's been times where we ain't always been perfect. We ain't always been saved. It, it's been many days, and like I said, I'm very transparent. It's been days I I go out to the club on Saturday and know I got to be to church on Sunday morning and lead praise and worship. People knew. It was very obvious, probably mm-hmm. that I was hungover. But that same love that people still extended to me, that same grace that people still extended to me, I've seen where there's been a crackhead come off the street. And you treat them different. What's the difference between me and that drunk that's coming off of the street? Right. You know, is it because I'm saved or or what? 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 What's the difference? You know what I'm saying? So that's why a lot of people can't really get down with with the church because it's like y'all like like Danny said, you're very selective in in who it is that you choose to to love. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was telling Elaine the other day, you know, growing up. Um, and my church, my church was in the middle of the hood, honey. In the, I mean, the hood. So we seen all type of people coming in. But one thing I can say, growing up, I've seen love in the black church. That's why I can speak on how I know it's not there. Okay. Because there have been many days where you have crackheads walking in off of the street. My grandfather, way he 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 welcomes them with open arms. They come in, they sit. Now they they might be drunk, high, everything else. But they'll come back week after week, mm-hmm. week after week. And it wasn't opinions and it wasn't things being thrown at them. Nobody was bashing or throwing off over them over the pulpit. He simply preached the word, extended that love, let the word convict them to change. Mm-hmm. And they continued to come back to church. And next thing you know, you got people, people saved, set free and delivered all because of love. Mm-hmm. Not you getting up preaching your opinions, not you getting up throwing off on people and just being nasty, you know. And that's a lot of what we see in, in the black church, in my opinion. It's, it's a lot of nastiness. You know, um, and I speak for my generation of people. A lot of kids, and I and I, I speak to a lot of people. My, you know, my age. I'm 25, so I speak to a lot of you know young adults. 
all the time. And, uh, and, and one thing they can say is, I don't have time for the hypocrites. What people need to realize is, people, people can see through all of that, all of the, the godly cliche, all, all of that we put on, mm-hmm. they can see people through People can that. see through it. People can see and through it. And it's funny you say that, because I've always, I've talked about this with my mom. I feel like this generation sees it even more, because a lot, okay, for this generation and the generation that's coming after us, a lot of things are in your face. Mm-hmm. So, because a lot of things are in your face, you, it's it's hard. It's easier to say that's fake. They ain't real. Right. They ain't, they ain't what really happened. Come on, we got people that can prove through a camera. Uh, a, a, same person can say one person can say something, the other person recording and say this was really happening. Mm-hmm. So this is the time that we're living in. Everything is right in your face and in your purview. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I think this generation, you have to be more honest with them and and there's moments where transparency is needed there's moments where transparency isn't needed i don't need to know everything like Mm -hmm. walking in your church from the pulpit area but i do believe that even there are times in bible study there are times in this intimate settings Mm -hmm. that we do have in church that you can open up and share the truth of what you have overcome Mm -hmm. or what you have overcame and i think what's what concerns me is that when the church keeps acting like that's not there or the church doesn't want to Acknowledging when I'm saying the church, I you know, it just like Jake. I've been in a black church all my life. I've been a majority black church all my life. But the only thing is, I my experiences with the power of the Lord has not always been a black experience. So I can I, there's a part of me that can drift off and speak for more of the the, the church as a whole because of some of my experiences have been with more than just the black church. Mm-hmm. But it is a situation that needs to be addressed either way, to be honest with Either you. way. So Shanice says, um, she says, do you feel we allow a lot of people into leadership who are broken themselves? Who push, the, who push that brokenness into their people? So it's interesting you said that, and we actually talked about this. So for those who are just joining us, it's Renew Talk, Renew Talk, Renew Talk. It's interesting about this because I talked about this a little bit in my episode called, um, oh, it was 2018 episode, and it's called Balance, and I talked about it with a, a few friends of mine from Philly, Baltimore, and Virginia, about leaders who are in leadership who don't always deal with their stuff. Mm-hmm. That's we. That was a topic we hit on when we talked about balance, and in order to be balanced in ministry, you have to deal with the real you. You can't keep, you can't keep faking people out, and you can't... The, this is this is one of my main problems, but I know a lot of people deal with it because they're trying to they're still trying to find their way. You cannot come into the pulpit, preach, preach, preach hard about all these things, and then your lifestyle is just crazy. And it, so many people are getting con- are getting content with doing that. Mm-hmm. They're getting content with preaching the word of God and they're preaching the right word of God. But living crazy lifestyles. The Bible already talks about that. In fact, I read it this morning where the way the Lord would say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And so you can't keep living this. this somebody on my thing just said church um, is phony. But you can't keep living that fake lifestyle where it's like, I'm going to preach sin hard. Mm-hmm. But you're doing the same thing you preach about. Something mm-hmm. inside of you should break. Mm-hmm. Something inside of you should cause you to have a moment where say, listen, we all need to come to the altar. Because I got some stuff before God that I need to get right. Mm-hmm. Something, And I guess this is also going back to the times when they used to sit people down in church. I'm not big on sitting everybody down for, for all this stuff. But I am big on maybe the Holy Spirit dealing with you. And you say, let me take a moment. Mm-hmm. Let me take a moment and um, step back and really listen to God. 
as a leader. Mm-hmm. And sometimes leaders don't want to do that. They don't want to do that, which is why we have a lot of them. And it's very sad that we have a lot of preachers who are, you, you hear a lot often now, these preachers are killing themselves. Yeah. And the, ty- the thing is, is the is preacher, and, and you know, we, we throw off on the preacher a lot, but the preacher has a lot to deal with as well. The preacher doesn't really get the, which is why I feel like everybody wants to be in these leadership positions, but you have to, you got to take a step back and look, this stuff is not easy. So you get into these positions not having dealt with with the things that you need to deal with, mm-hmm. and then you get up and try to take on the burden of a whole flock. Now let me ask you something, even with that, um, because it's even showing, I've, I'll never forget one of the conversations I had, and shout out to anybody who might be live or on here from Fort Memorial. I never forget a conversation I had with um, Frederick and his sister Taisha, and we were talking about kind of how people view the pulpit, or people view the preachers, mm-hmm. or have a certain expectation of people who are in leadership. And um, this is some years ago, but something that stood out to me was like, we do have an expectation of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I do wonder, like, if a leader was to, um, now I haven't been at a church where the leader fell from grace. That's the terminology mm-hmm. they use, whatever. Um, but I have never, I have never been in a situation where a leader had to literally take the moment and say, this is what I need to do. But I currently feel that, that if I ever was a leader of anything, if there's a moment I need to retrace, retract, take a moment away from, mm-hmm. take a sabbatical from a year. Could the church love me enough to let me take my break to get me together? Mm-hmm. Could, could that? And that comes all that all comes <laughs> back down to the judgmental part, which is why you should never put your preacher on mm-hmm. a pedestal That's because true. your preacher is still human. That's true. You should never do it. You should never idolize a man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I feel like that's what the church is doing. We idolizing these people that, that we're you know, that we sit under, but you should never do that mm-hmm. because he's a human or she's a human just mm-hmm. like you are. Right. Right. You know, so, and, and I'll use, um, I know my pastor and I'm, I'm, I'm almost a thousand percent sure my pastor with my, my pastor took a break. Shout out Full Gospel Word and Worship Center, um, Columbia, South Carolina. Uh, <laughs> my pastor took a break. And that's, and I, I have always been able to respect my man of God because if something's wrong, He's going to tell you. He, he never the type to act like, you know, everything is all good. Mm-hmm. If something going on with him, he going to let everybody know. And he going to say, I need to take this break. I need to take this time. He did that. He came back better than ever before. Mm-hmm. But these leaders have to, and we have, we as a, as, a, as a sheep have to understand too. These leaders are human. They don't have things that they go mm-hmm. through. So if they need to step down, you know. We have to be understanding. We have to be understanding of that it's- because we go and sit in their office week after week. <laughs> talk to them and tell them everything we going through and expect them to pray for us but if we don't give them that time to 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 release you know themselves if they have things mm-hmm. going on right then all that they all that they taking on from you all that they got going on themselves it's gonna cause them to break yeah. but that all goes back down to loving the black church it goes back down to being very selective in the things that you that you want to accept it goes back down to the judgment because if a preacher sits himself down the first thing y'all gonna want to know is well what's going on that, Why that, does that, that matter? That. If you, if I love my leader enough to, to, if I, if my leader tells me he's going to take a break, I don't even know why. I know that clearly something is wrong. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pray for you. I love you enough to let you take that break because you fed us enough to where we should be able to withstand and and be able to keep everything going mm-hmm. when you're not here. Right. You know. I I agree. I agree. And I think so that I don't know if some churches don't take. You me. got to cover your leaders. Right. No, that's that's so real. You that is to. so real. It be, it, it, referencing back to 
um, what you said about so many pastors who have committed suicide, especially in more more recent years mm-hmm. in the black church as well as in like in the church in general, and it just it shows that people not thinking they have an outlet or not have thinking they have a place to vent. Mm-hmm. And some people, honestly, let's be real, some people may have mental health issues mm-hmm. in leadership. In leadership, I've seen it. I don't care what nobody says. There are people where I be like, they crazy a little bit. I love them, <laughs> but they little fool. But something something isn't right, and I don't really know who they have to go to that could help them um, speak to them in love or even restore them. You know, that's the Bible talks about restoring such a one, mm-hmm. and we know that God is the restorer. But He's used He uses us in this time of day to help restore people back to where they need to be in God. Mm-hmm. And when people have mental health issues and their leaders, when people have um, situations that they're that they're dealing with, and they have nobody to go to, and I think that's that's a fearful state for the church to be in. That that the pastor doesn't have another leader that they can go to to seek to um, seek help, seek wisdom, seek godly understanding. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it is something that concerns me, mm-hmm. and as coming as I think as young people come up in church, like people know people. We as the church. Let me say this. We as a church, we know when we some of us are called, some of us are chosen, mm-hmm. and we don't want to deal with what we call the chosen to two. Let's just be honest. Hey, Tyree, we know <laughs> when some of us are called and what we're chosen, and we don't really want to deal with it, not just because of, not necessarily because of God, but because of the church, mm-hmm. because of the world, because of what's going to happen, what's going to come back in the faces of us. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we don't want to walk in what we're called to do or what we feel like we're anointed to do um, because of what's going to be said. Mm-hmm. And the backlash that, that comes along with it. The judgment that comes along with it. The lack so, of love. Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's, it, um, people tread real light or they just say they don't want to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, not, and I really believe it's not because of God. I really believe that people who say they really love God do love God. Even if they're not living this whole perfect life that we have before right. people, I believe that people when people say they really do want to seek God, they seek God. Right. And so the church can make it hard. And oh, being delivered from people is another. Oh, you got to be I delivered guess. from. Um, <laughs> that's a whole nother. Uh, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. You got to be delivered from people. It is. It is. You got to. Um, but you had some scriptures. That's what I was gonna say. I know no, you had some scriptures. No, don't do that. But somebody said with love and kindness. With love and kindness. I mean, that, I mean, that's simple. That's what the Lord said. With love and kindness have I joined So if the, if the Lord himself drew people with love, why can't we as the church, the people who are supposed to be striving to be like him, why we can't do that? Mm-hmm. It's simple. Now, one thing I don't want anybody to ever do is feel like with the conversation that we're having, what we're saying is we need to dumb down foundation. That's not what we're saying. That's tonight. not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying tonight. Um, I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a barrier. I feel like um, us as the black church, we can really just go far left and just think we're supposed to be able to do whatever we want to do and just expect people to to go with that. No, mm-hmm. the same way we talking about the lack of love in the black church, we need to have some common sense in the black church too, <laughs> because you got a lot of us now. It, it's it's more unchurched people than it is church but these days it's more the church ones that's causing and wreaking havoc in the church because of opinions and things that they feel 
you you feel like you should be able to go to church and just do whatever it is that you want. No, we can't even go in government buildings and do whatever it is that we want. Right. No, that's there, true. There's protocol there's in government them. buildings and there's protocol in the church. So we got to make sure, you know, everybody has these opinions and things like that, but we got to make sure that we're following the protocol in the, the order of the house. You know, right. we get, we're, I, one thing I can say about my generation is we get so easily offended by everything. Now we can say that there's no love in the black church, but why do you have on a skirt that's all the way up to, to here? <laughs> going to church. Going to and church. then when people look at you crazy, now you, oh, I ain't going back there because this, this, and this. Yeah. Why? You know, so it's, it's a, it's a, we, it's a lack of balance. You know, we can say there's no love in the black church, but sometimes now we just be being real extra and running out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. go in church doing all the extra and all that other kind of stuff. And let's talk about the one thing that people don't like to talk about, the homosexuals in the church. Let's just go ahead and take it there. We can say it is absolutely correct that that is one of the biggest things that we're dealing with right now. The homosexuals on the choir. Homosexuals run your praise teams. Half of them might even run your music and you don't know. Let's be real. However, we can't get to the point to where we pinpoint one sin and make it bigger than the next. We can't do it. Because hell, hell welcomes them all. It welcomes them all. Hell welcomes them all. You, then so, you got some of your, some of your <laughs> preachers might be up there preachers sleeping with everybody, all the women in the audience. And you know? It, and it, 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 don't even get me started on that because it can. Hi, hi, Neen, hi, Janine, hi, Curtis. There's some people hey, in my life. But um, the read what you just saying that I've had to redirect conversations. Literally, I remember talking with people and redirect the conversation. They'd be like, "Well, I think that person's gay." I said, "Well, I haven't been in the room Meh. where they were sleeping, so I can't <laughs> reference that." Right. And so, and then I say, "But I believe there's something that we all should be working on that we need to make sure is getting right with God." With God, right? And if you're still waking up, and you're still getting up in the morning and the Lord has graced you with life, then that means there's still something to be accomplished for the day. There's still something to overcome mm-hmm. and there's still something to work through. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says. I don't care if you had a great time at church last night. If you wake up the next day, because the Bible talks about dying daily. If you wake up the next day, we have to keep, we have to keep going yeah. and we have, we have to um, keep growing through and overcoming different things that are challenges for us and things we need to overcome. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, it, yes, yeah. people always do that. People, people always do, always do. And th- people, people are very picky on, on, like we said earlier, it's very selective on, you know, who we choose to show love and compassion to. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to everybody is going to, the, the, they reference the church as the house for the sick. It's the hospital for the sick. You're going to have people coming in there bound, oppressed, need a healing. You got people coming in there who, who mentally not there. You got people coming in who might be gay. You got people coming in who might be a stripper. You might have a prostitute come. You might have the alcoholic come. You might have the crackhead come. You just never know. But it shouldn't matter because when these people come to church, we need to just greet them with love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everything else, the one thing about the word is the word will convict anybody to change. But if we can't love people in, if we can't love enough to even get people to come to church, better yet, get them to stay. There's no way they, that they're gonna sit, hear the word, and over time let that word change them. Right. Some of us have been in church all our life, and we still battling. 
and we sit up under the word every week. So that was something I was gonna pull up. You know, I, I'm very honest on my show. Sidebar: My phone is gonna die soon. My, so my I need to. <laughs> I need to be effective. I, I need we to need to be, be proactive. Well, yes, I need to be effective in this walk of Christ. Lord, same. <laughs> so then we gonna fall right on out of in a minute. Okay, so we are gonna try to try to um. We trying to prop Jake's uh, try to prop prop Jake's phone. I'm trying to trust sure. computer. I don't trust your computer. No, no, don't trust my computer. <laughs> you don't have to trust my computer. It's not, it's not your computer. Uh, uh, um. Oh, Curtis. Yeah. Curtis Bird said something that was good here. Um. Every day is a new day to please God. To please Him. Mm-hmm. That's good, Curtis. But um, it was something you said that made me think back. So, okay, you know how m- most of our churches that we attend, I work at a church, so I count two churches. Um, most of our churches are churches that have some form of an outreach or something to reach the community. They do something mm-hmm. to reach out to the people in the community. And I think at times, we, we spend a lot of time trying to, um, we, we give passes to the community, but we don't give passes to the people in the church. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm treading this lightly because I'm not trying to say that people in the church do that and everything they want. But what I'm saying is a lot of people go to our churches who are not saved. Mm-hmm. They come every Sunday. They do not have a relationship with God. They think they should go to church because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. They think that if they go to church, they'll make it into heaven. And no matter how much you may preach truth, some of them have this ideology already in, in their brains. Um, some people come to church because they need something to do. Oh, you know what, devil? <laughs> you get busy right Some now. people come to church because they need something to do. Okay? Um, and so what I mean by that is I think outreach is not just... Um, outreach is not just at reaching out to the people who are in the community, but outreach is also reaching the people that are in your churches. Yeah. Does that... It makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because, um, like you said, a lot of times the people in the community are coming just because that's what they feel is right. But a lot of times, us as Christians, we only go because we're going out of routine at this point. Because a lot of times you can sit and have a conversation with somebody in the church and they just as clueless, don't know no word, don't know no nothing. They can they can put on the answers. I can they can shout, they can speak in tongues, all of that. But I but think you know they they don't really. It, it, it's kind of the same thing as the, the people coming out of the community. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I got to be here. But there's something wrong with that thinking, of course. Mm-hmm. But what's going on in church on Sunday morning that now people are just coming to church with the, I'm only here because I got to be here. Church should be a, a refreshing experience, a renewing experience right. every time you go. I shouldn't come bound on Sunday morning and leave, leave bound. Out. Sunday afternoon. So I done sat in here. Now, listen, and that, that has, that's a part of my testimony, coming to Bound and leave Bound. And I said, where is the freedom of the Lord needs to be in the atmosphere? Curtis, Curtis, yeah. where he's talking up some stuff today. And he talking. But, <laughs> that's good. He said, outreach is need for the folks church, on the church. Yeah, that in is true. In the church and out. Because people come to church hurting and they're members. There's mm-hmm. people who are, who are preachers and leaders in the church mm-hmm. and they come and they're hurting from whatever they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And then they, we, we act like they're not hurting. Mm-hmm. And we expect them to come and pray Thanks. for the next person. And it's like, I I get it. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. And and it's not saying that the hurt can't pray for the other person that's hurt. But that person who's hurt also needs to be restored. Well. And if that person who is hurt keeps praying and keeps doing ministry without getting any healing, 
That's when bleeding on the people happens. Mm -hmm. That's when um, the hurt never fully goes away. And that's when bitterness builds up. And you wonder why people say the mean. That's partly because of bitterness. Kurt will say, just because you come to church faithfully doesn't mean you have it all together. And that is definitely true. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to a point. I feel like the church now, a lot of churches I feel do things for the community just because they know that that these things are going on. People are saying, oh, well, the church doesn't do this for the community. The church Mm -hmm. doesn't give back. The church doesn't do this. But at the same time, while we're giving back to the community, we need to make sure we're giving back and we need to be giving back to our club. Mm-hmm. Because while the people in the community are going through and needing help, while we so busy worrying about the community, are we worrying about the people that's sitting up under us every week? That's good. I will say that that's good. So it, it's just a balance in, in, in everything when it comes to the church. As We definitely should serve the community because we need to get more involved with the community because if we're all... In the church, if we are confined to the four walls of the church, who are we reaching? reaching. Right. Because if, right. if we got 60 members, we don't got all 60 members saved, and all we do is come in here on Wednesday and Sunday, who are we reaching? reaching. Right. You're not reaching nobody. And that's when churches slip into being cults. It, being exactly. It's, it's real cultish. Yeah. And when you can't get out and go in your community and spread the word, you can't go walk and pass out flyers for VBM. Because that's how we used to do back in the day. Who was VBM stand for? V- uh, Vacation Bible School. Oh, you know the old, V- I'm talking about VBM. That's the name of the church in Columbia, child. <laughs> VBS, honey. I'm just all over the place. No, but you can't even go pass out, pass out flies in the community for this, you know. So it's 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 all a balanced thing. But I feel like as much, you know, we definitely want to, you know, worry about the community because we have to get those unchurched people in the church. But at the same time, you can't forget about people who are in the church because, like he said. Everybody in the church don't got it all together. Mm-mm. So while I'm sitting in church, don't got it all together, and we worry about the outside community, we need to be worried about our inside community as right. well. Right. Right. I see people chiming in. If you're watching and you have questions, do Go ahead share. And say something. Yeah, do share yeah. your questions or anything. Um, I know we have quite a few people are following on Jake's mm-hmm. and I have a few on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're on all three. Right. And um, our community service can get real fake, if you ask me. Especially if we only doing it to put a, a camera a on camera, it. Yeah. Now, it can get real fake. Look, I love y'all. I love, I love, when I say love y'all, I mean, I mean, I do, I really do love everybody. I'm the type of person, even at, I work at a church and they be making fun of me because I really, I really want to help people um, and be kind to everyone. But, but I do not like, it's people who are literally just doing stuff yeah. for, for somebody to see them. Mm-hmm. That is annoying. Stop. Put your camera down sometimes. I'm glad that you gave them some money. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you gave them a, 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 a sock, a shoe. But would you do that for the person eat? in your church? Now, some people wouldn't. Right. <laughs> some people wouldn't. That's the bad part. That's, that's why I say you get real fake. Because you go out in the community and you will, I mean, you will serve, baby. You got the camera behind you, too. But you will serve. You will go take these people money. You will go do this. But you can't even do that for the person that's tithing to your church on Sunday morning. And so it's something you give them a whole time. It's something we have. It's definitely something I think we have a whole have to revisit. And mm-hmm. if you're if you're listening, I mean, it's being accountable. It's being accountable that you care as much for the next person hey. as you do for the other person. Hey, some things don't need to be displayed. Yeah. If you doing it, if you doing it from a from a pure place, I don't see me going to do community service and just having a camera on. I mean, if we're doing it for you know, because sometimes you you do have those moments that you do want to capture. But everything doesn't yeah. belong on social media. And I feel like that's the downfall of the church, too. When it comes down to uh, keeping the topic here, loving the black church, I feel like social media has killed 
the some image, of the love, some of the love, and it's killed the image of the church because you have these things like the like like the video that came out uh, with the pastor uh, embarrassed the boy in church. Mm-hmm. We don't know how that really happened. We don't know, we don't know the, the back story. Nope. All we know is what we saw on social media. But why was that even on social media in the first place? So I feel like social media has a lot to do with, um, you know, the fact that people have these opinions of the church. Like you said, when you looked it up online, all you saw was negative negative things to say about the black yeah, church. Yeah, it was very disheartening. Yeah. And I think I think it was disheartening because of, um, hey, Vera, hey, Specs. Mm-hmm. Something it becomes tainted. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. does become very tainted. I think it was disheartening to see so many negative things because um, not just being a member of a black church, but then working at one mm-hmm. and then knowing how much work we put in behind the scenes mm-hmm. to help worship go well, to help the pastor, to help people. I mm-hmm. get calls from all kinds of places because the church is an essential area in D.C. that I work at. And having to try to help meet people's needs like, clear examples, even with this furlough situation that's going with the government, um, and I wanted to make sure I mentioned it on this show, um, because the show I, the church I, that I work at has been giving out um, Walmart cards, but of course you have to prove that you're actually furloughed. People actually are taking the time to make sacrifices for ministry, and and while I see this, I'm, I'm pointing out, and I'm calling on it, while other people are making sacrifices in ministry, other people in those same churches are causing havoc. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I won't call it out is because while one person is restoring, another person is killing. And you will be responsible for that which you kill. The rumor that you spread that doesn't need to be told. Mm-hmm. The information that you're sharing that you don't even know the truth about, so you shouldn't be sharing in no way. Exactly. Like, while somebody else is working the vineyard and trying to really draw people to Christ for the right purpose, there's other people just just wants to kill. And I'm not saying that they're perfect amongst either person. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is you will be responsible. The blood is on your hands if you're causing disturbance. While people are, sac- people are sacrificing their, I'm be honest, people are sacri- sacrificing their lives for kingdom, for ministry. They mean God all the way. While other people are only concerned about what you, with what you wear. Okay. While only people are only concerned about with what you preach. While only people are only concerned about things that don't matter for kingdom wives. Exactly. <laughs> And the blood will be on your hands. And if anything, repent. Repent. And that's the bad part because you. I feel like we have more churches that actually display love and, and actually do right. I feel like we have more that do right than wrong. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, we're becoming yeah. known for the wrong things as a whole because at this point, the, the little bit of bad that, that it really is because it's really not that bad. That little bit of bad is just ruining everything. Right. And it's, it's making the church as a whole. And I'm not even going to go... We, we can take the black church out of it now because we all one body. Right. It's making the church as a whole look like a circus. But that's... The Bible talks about this. The little foxes that was spoiled the vine. The, right. And so it's the little things. It's um, the little things. That we have to constantly... Mm-hmm. And even... I mean, come on. Let's be... Well, some of us do go live in church. Every so often, I might... I, I'm not as... I'm just... I'm a millennial, y'all, but I'm just not as um, <laughs> modernized. Modernized. I'm just not, and 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 right. I'm honest with myself. It's it's, My- it's just it's just who I am. But what I'm saying is, everything that you record does not have to be posted. Right. You can record that for yourself. Yeah. Just keep it in your archive. Yeah. It's okay. I and I, you know what's funny? This is how you you know that though I'm young, I'm a little old. 
I record services. Now, I have, on this little external hard drive, y'all, I have recorded preaching, like, audio recording. So, basically, I'm the lady in church, if we still did this, who would come into church with the, um... The tape recorder. The tape recorder. <laughs> with the tape in it. And push I'm the lady. I'm lady. I just don't, we don't have tape recorders no more, so I'm doing it with my phone. But I'm still, I audio record hey, hey, so many things. There's more people chiming in. Oh, hey, Darius. Hey, hey Pastor Nuttall. Come on, Pastor Nuttall's on the line. Um, that's the pastor I work for, and he's a great man of God. So, we bless him. Yes. But, so, um, uh, no, I audio record a lot of things in the church, and I think it's a little bit safer. Let me tell you mm-hmm. why. It's harder to put videos on social media um, <laughs> that are audio, because you can't. You can't. Um, but I, what I'm saying is being careful, and I think I think because of lack of wisdom mm-hmm. and the lack of knowledge, the Bible talks about that. People are destroyed because of lack, lack of knowledge. knowledge. Having wisdom and knowledge to know what you should and shouldn't portray mm-hmm. will help us in the black church. Mm-hmm. Because the things that you record can't... Now, social media is a very big outlet, so I do think that now with everything being so modernized, I think social media does play a part Mm-hmm. in the church and mm-hmm. I do feel like some things we can't put online but we put the wrong things online mm-hmm. we put the lady rolling around on the floor in church she look like it's very coonish let's be real right it makes the church look like a circus more so than it already does right we understand what that is but we can't put things out like that on the internet because everybody doesn't understand how the you know when the Holy Spirit is high in church and you got somebody roll around the floor mm-hmm. like the video I put on you know the video I got hopping across the stage everybody don't understand it that's true so it looks like these people are Crazy. So I think I think we're we're putting our energy into the wrong into publicizing the wrong things that happen mm-hmm. in church versus putting up the things put up the message. We got so many praise breaks. We got praise now, breaks galore true, on the line. But is where true? is the video of, of the word? Of the word? <laughs> we don't have none. Of the word. Put up the message. Put up the message. Let's talk That's about good. what 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 do we talk about on Sunday? We all want to go to church for the praise, and everybody know me. Praise down. I got to praise every time I step foot in church. <laughs> I don't need no music. I don't need none of that. I got to praise. Period. I got a reason as well. Listen. Um, but we, that's, that's the whole another, truth. That's, that's why I have a praise. Because listen, I have a reason. Okay. But we we, we focus so so much on the praise and, and all the, the music and the extras of church. Take that away. Mm-hmm. What are you learning on Sunday morning? Put that online. Let's, let's talk about, oh, Pastor talked about this today. Pastor talked about this today. Right. But um, I asked. <laughs> Come on, stick, that, with um, stick with us. Stick with us. We almost done. We are almost done. Um, but I, I don't. I don't know why it's freezing. So I, I hope it gets itself together. So thank you, Curtis Ware, Pastor Nuttall, Nick Denise. So many good people have definitely chimed sure. in. At, um, my brother Aaron. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in. Um, and for showing love to the new talk tonight. Um, black love in the church. That's where our topic has been tonight. Um. How do you how do you feel about it? How do you see it? Yeah. How do y'all feel about black love in the church? Is it there? Do you feel it's there? If not, why do you feel it's not there? Mm-hmm. Like, talk to us. Yeah, share something if if you will. Experiences, um, anything. Definitely, cause we um. Uh, I'm trying to see my thing is sideways. Hey, Kev. Ty. We look fool. Yes, I know we look I mean, crazy. Next turn. <laughs> Vera. Like, what's going on? I mean, you heard a hard time. <laughs> um, 
Uh, there was something I was about to say. This episode of A New Talk was not to bash the church by any means. Mm-hmm. And um, and in, in me starting the show, I wanted to talk about topics that were relevant to this generation, but not just to the church. Mm-hmm. I found out, I used to work at Sephora, and I found out in working there that some of my coworkers were listening to it who don't do church. They straight told me, my coworkers like, you're so good at being encouraging. I don't do the God thing, but your show is great. <laughs> and for me, that's one step closer to God. Mm-hmm. For me, that was one step closer to God. Because that person may not walk in church. But this... But you got to listen. This, but this will cause somebody to change their mind. Having conversations about, oh, they are honest. They're being honest about what they feel. And they're being honest yeah. about what they're, what they're seeing. And they're willing to change. And that's one thing that I want to stay in a place of. Okay, it kept, it kept freezing. Well, I'm hey, sorry, Curtis. Curtis <laughs> he didn't switch from my Instagram. So, like I said, it could be live. immaturity, babes in Christ. Because age doesn't account for wisdom and maturity. That is very true. That's very true. Age does not account for wisdom and maturity. That's very true. And I think that's what tests us in the area of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because when people are immature, they do very immature things. Mm-hmm. And so, somebody who is 50 or 60 years old. And I hate to say it like that, but it's so true. Somebody, because people expect people expect somebody my age or younger to do some foolish things. It is expected of us. But when I find people who have children, okay, who are older than me, doing stuff that makes no sense, it becomes harder to just easily forgive them. Exactly. Because you expect more. Out of I them. think you know better, but you common sense just ain't so common these days, mm-hmm. you know. And your level of expectation is let down because you're mm-hmm. expecting them, and that that could be the same problem when people have when they see that maybe a leader has done a mis has made a mistake and openly talked about making a mistake mm-hmm. and then that person can't always handle it. Maybe, because we were talking about transparency earlier. We started um, earlier around um, 8.15 talking about transparency and I know some people don't want to be transparent because they feel like people can't handle it. Mm-hmm. So when do you think is the right time to be transparent? Um, As a person who saved and has some wisdom. As a person that's saved and has wisdom, you also have to have the Holy Ghost. So, um, I honestly rely on, first of all, in everything that I, I do. I, you know, I try my best. You know, it, there's clearly a, a, a lot of times I slip. But I try my best to rely on the Holy Ghost when it comes to me being transparent. Because I know it can either damage me mm-hmm. or it can really be a light to somebody else. That's you know, true. my testimony, the things That's that I've gone through. So I feel like it's it's very um I, I just feel like you need to be spirit led, which is why you gotta make sure you have that relationship with Christ. You gotta make sure you mm-hmm. have that prayer life with Christ. You gotta make sure that you're doing and walking well, in the things of Christ. That way that when he does speak you can you, you can hear. So then you can go on and think you you, you go and think, okay, well, oh, this person going through the same thing I'm going through. Let me tell them my testimony. It may not be the time for you to tell it this person your testimony. Because one or two things gonna happen. They gonna accept it, or that testimony can go the whole another way for you. People slip up. Yeah. Even at, even at intimate times mm-hmm. because it wasn't the right time. It wasn't um, the right Curtis Word just mentioned having the spirit of discernment. It's um, if you're going to be transparent, everyone can't handle your Exactly. Everyone right. can't handle, everybody can't handle your openness. So I do think that, referring back to what we said earlier, I do think that there is a level of transparency that people need to have. I let me let me be honest with myself. I've had to talk to my mom about this, and my parents are a little bit older. My parents are in their seventies, and one thing that I really would like is not so much our generation being transparent, mm-hmm. but some of our parents and grandparents mm-hmm. being transparent. There's a difference, and this is the difference. 
some of the ones who are older have actually overcome things. Exactly. And they're ashamed to bring it up. Versus you actually saying you overcome it, but you ain't really delivered, so you need not talk about that mm-hmm. fully yet. Yeah. That's two different things. Um, but I do, that is actually a heart's desire to hear. I like hearing older people talk about what they've overcome, mm-hmm. what they've gone through, and what they've come out of. Because that's real wisdom. Right. They, they got that's that real. Yeah, we and, did that. And so, it's, it's, it's not, and I'm, there may be some older people who are still going through. Like, let me be honest mm-hmm. with that. Let's not reference the age as just the, like, like the older people all deliver. No. no. But um, I do believe that when you hear somebody who you know has really overcome a situation, when they really tell their testimony, they can they can actually minister and talk about those transparent areas mm-hmm. because it's ministry. It's mini- right. It turns into it turns into ministry. When you and when you when you dealt with it and when you've overcome, it turned into ministry. I, let me tell y'all something. We, we both sing. Jake and I both both yeah. sing. Most of our friends are probably listening, and anybody yeah. new just chiming in. We both sing. And I think one thing is sometimes going to people's concerts and people transparent and it is not time to please transparent. I don't mm-hmm. wanna know. I sometimes right I don't now. know. Actually I came here to hear singing. <laughs> I came here to hear singing. So I don't wanna know. It's not the right video today. No, not no, all the time. It's not the right platform. Not all the time. So unless it's the spirit of the Lord who's telling you to share something in particular that can help somebody be delivered and help somebody be saved and set free. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't wanna know your stories. Mm-hmm. At the concert, and that's what your transparency came, should because be. Because we came to sit here singing, and I know people probably hate me for that. <laughs> we can't hear you sing. We don't want to hear you preach. Honestly, yes. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> but they're probably like she went left real quick. Okay. I did. I'll come back. I'll come back. But um, I hope that everybody who's been listening tonight is enjoying it. Um, <laughs> Maurice said, yeah, "Yes, you, you both sing, 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 <laughs> Hey, hurry up and get here, bro. Hurry up. Come on. Hurry up and get here. But once again, for the people that are coming in, the topic was love in the black church. Now, I want to piggyback off of what Elaine said. It's not like we brought the topic up to bash the black church. Mm -hmm. However, one thing I can say about the black church is the black church has a lot of, it's a lot of things that that have always been hidden. Mm -hmm. And what the black Mm -hmm. church does not like to do is address situations. We can, other, other denominations, other, everything. One thing that I've realized, and I've, I've gone to, to different types of churches, you know, I ain't been no member now. I grew up holy and Pentecostal. So, that's, yeah, that's the background, baby. But I've been to other churches, and one thing you see is people are open. One thing the black church is not, is open and transparent. So, we can't overcome a lot of things as a church, as a unit, which we are, because we serve the same God. We can't overcome these things because we don't want to talk about it. So the, 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 the focus was not to bash the black church. But we do need to speak out on these things because, for one, it's tainting the image of the black church. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. tainting our image. So why not speak out on these things so that we can fix it? Because these things need to be fixed. If, if, if the lack of love is something that's, you know, that we see and a lot of people can attest to, if that's if it's something that we see is wrong, let's address it and let's fix it. Right. Because it's the easy fix. It's nothing to show love to people. That the same true. grace and the same mercy and the same compassion that you would want extended to you if you were in, a, let's just say, a backslidden state, mm-hmm. or or you in a place where you just like you know I'm done with the church. That same compassion, and everything else that you want people to extend to you when you come back. That same grace. Let's just do that for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's have that same mercy on everybody. And that's an easy fix in itself. Definitely. If we can just 
be open to dealing with with other type of and, and different types of people. I think we we can see a better outcome in getting these churches back filled, mm-hmm. which is it's not the focus, focus. But let's face it, a lot of these churches that used to be packed to the back, you have you went from four hundred members to forty, and that's the problem mm-hmm. because we can't keep people in church. We want to say, you know, um, oh, the kid, the, the, the millennials, oh, they're this, or they're that. They're backsliding, they're this, they're that. And you only have old people in the church. But let's take a step back and look at why these why people don't want to come to church. church. You know, um, I don't want to come to church if if I can't come in and be myself. Because this is how I dress the church. I don't wear no suit. You're going to catch me with my shades on. you catch me with some skinnies on. And there's been many times I've went to many different places. And dress like this. Mm-hmm. And baby, when I tell you, you getting some of the stankest looks, now me, I don't care. But everybody can't handle that. Everybody I'm church, so I've been in church all my life. I can deal with everything that's thrown. I grew up in a family church, so I can deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. But then you have those not-so-church people who come in, and now what are we going to do? Are we going to look at them, down our nose at them as if we'd never been there? Or are we going to show these people love and compassion when they come to church? What, just a simple welcome can go a long way. Right. And a, a simple sm- hug. A hug and a smile. Can go a long way. Can really go a long way. And y'all, these church ushers, if y'all usher at church, y'all need to stop being nasty. Because <laughs> I am sick and tired <laughs> of going to these churches on Sunday morning with these me. nasty ushers. <laughs> I grew up in church, and if an usher, usher rude to me, baby, I will turn around and leave your church immediately. <laughs> will. That's another transparent moment no for the saints. <laughs> there is no reason... For you to be that nasty that early in the and morning. If, and if you are nasty every time, if that's what you're known for, if you're, you're mean and there's some things you need to work through, get off. Get the off. Usher, usher yeah. Board. It's plenty of other um, areas in the church you can serve on. Get off the usher's board. Hold on. Before we go further, I'm going to say something about the usher's board thing too. Um, Tori, what are, we will be keeping your prayer. I caught it. And I know somebody else chimed cool. in and said, um, um, what are the guys who chimed on just ask for prayer? And I closed every episode with Definitely. prayer, so we'll be closing with prayer, and we will be keeping you in prayer. I had to grab this paper, write your name down, because I don't want to forget. Um, Sorry, would it most definitely? Yeah, um, I'm gonna chime in on that too in one second. I'm gonna try not to keep make this show too long, because sometimes I get carried, yeah. carried away. I guess. Okay, and I, I done got a little excited. We just talk, <laughs> just talk away on it. But what? First off, I want to say if um, I remember the the, the church when my I grew up at Bethel Temple. In Philadelphia, and then I went to Mount Holy Temple. My pastor was assigned as the pastor of Mount Holy Temple in our organization. Now, when we got to the church, there was a lady who was on the usher board who was very mean. She was known for being mean. The mean she was the mean lady, and those who were cool with her or knew her knew that she could be nice, but she was basically mean. So my pastor came over. I don't know how this happened, but the pastor moved her from being an usher to put her on the the deacon. I'll message you, Tori. Okay, definitely. Um, then my pastor moved her from being on the usher's board to move her to the deacon and deaconess board. And she became nice. Now, I don't know, you know, she also had some sicknesses, sicknesses in her later age. So I don't know if sickness, sickness will make you nice. It'll make you nice. It'll humble you. I'll be like, you ain't crazy. I'm telling you the truth. Baby, that sickness will humble you. It'll humble you real quick. Um, but I realized that, um, when he moved her to the deacon and deaconess board, she became kind. And some people just activate, they're working in the wrong ministry. Let me, let me just say that. 
some people are working in the wrong area of the church mm -hmm. and you are turning away people who do not know God, who just came with their jeans and their t-shirt on to your church. They don't know the rules at your church. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they're supposed to be wearing at your church. They just came to learn to be of God or because somebody invited them, honestly. Right. And you being me is not helping anyone. At all. So if you're on the wrong ministry, I ask that you would please get off. It's okay. Step away. It's okay. Step away. Step away. Um, but Tori Water, I wanted to share with you that not only we keep in prayer, but understand that whatever place that you're in, uh, hear this and hear it good. Work through it. So I've dealt with the same thing you dealt with. Um, and it is often an attack. And all I'm saying is work through it. And that means that you're going to have moments where you still feel low. You may have moments that you may have moments that you still feel cast down. All I'm saying is to keep working through it. And when I when I mean that, that means that there may be times where you will retreat, and you will find yourself needing to be by yourself. But keep working through it. Don't always retreat. If you need if you need a friend, if you just need to go out with a friend or two out to dinner, then do that. But work through it. And the reason why I say work through it, I had to get to a place where I believe one thing about God. If He woke me up. I still have a purpose. I don't care how many bills I have. I don't care how in debt I am. I don't even care how much pain I'm in. If you woke up, you still have a purpose. And I want to share that with anybody else who is on these lives, who is dealing with any situation, financial, health. If you woke up, you still have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And use that to, to catapult you. Use that to push you through your day because honestly there's plenty of times where I I'm couldn't barely make it to work and I, I remember never I remember walking, walking, walking into work and just crying and they was like what's wrong and I said I can't do this today no. I can't do this today they was like I, and I'm saying it with more confidence than I was that okay. day <laughs> I couldn't I really couldn't do it right I couldn't stop crying and it, it was clearly it was clear that something was wrong with me mm -hmm. you didn't need, you didn't need discernment to see that right. I, was, I was cast down and they was just like, go home, just do do what you got to do to get yourself together. And so I was glad that I had a job like that and didn't have mean people mm -hmm. um, at that time. But what I'm really saying, <laughs> I'm just being honest, but what I'm really saying is to Tori and to anybody else who is dealing with any problems, if God woke you up today, not only do you have a purpose, but there's a reason. And so work through any situation that you currently have. I don't care how many bills you have. I don't care if you don't have a job. Find something to brighten your day right. and work through it. If, if all you do is wake up and go to Starbucks and get you a cup of tea and and find something to journal about, get through your day. I promise you because you'll win eventually. eventually. Victory to victory. You will win eventually. And, Apostle, and uh, Bishop Pender said something. I went to Bethel Temple a couple uh, weeks ago. It was the first Sunday of the year. Bishop Pender said, um, if, if you made it to see the new year, there's still a prophecy that has to be fulfilled over your life. There's still a promise that has to come to pass. And there's still purpose for your life. I took that and ran with it. Baby, lost it. <laughs> because there's no there's no way that you're not still here and you don't have a purpose. You know? So, like Elaine said, you got to work through it. You got to fight through it. Um, it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight. Mm -hmm. As sure as you're saved, it's going to be a fight. If you ain't fighting, you need to be worried. Cause the devil ain't attacking nobody. That's good. He ain't already got. No, he really not. If he already got you, ain't no need to, ain't no need to fight, with you. fight with you. It's 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 a fixed fight. 
And the truth is, there are people that he do have that they're still fighting they're still because fighting, he knows right. that there's potential. Mm-hmm. There is potential. Now, I somebody asked earlier, was I preaching? I'm not preaching tonight. <laughs> but there is potential. There's potential. And as soon as, as long as you're embracing anybody, he has to keep even those that are on his side. He has to keep them cast down because if a little word gets into him, a little strength gets to him, it can change their whole change life. Everything. It can change their whole life. And so and that's why I'm, that's why I'm being honest. I'm not saying every day is gonna be mountaintop. I'm not saying you can't overcome. This. No, no, I've been there. Yeah. And I said, honey, I don't see a, I don't see no light at the end of this. At the tunnel. end of the tunnel, baby, this tunnel been dark <laughs> for quite tired some time. Of through this tunnel. <laughs> I'm getting tired of walking through the tunnel. Yeah, but you, it's literally you have to work through it, and and eventually it will shift. It's going. It, it don't have no choice. Something will happen. And it will be a God moment that will bring you to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine shared on my last podcast, check it out on YouTube. One of my friend of mine shared that she went through a, some de- levels of depression after losing close loved ones. And she said that the shift happened and she didn't even know when it happened. It's like she was praying. She asked God to help change and help her. Mm-hmm. And she said, one day I just woke up and it, it felt different. And I believe, I believe in the God of miracles. And I also believe in the common sense every day. And that's why I said work through it. Work through it. Um, I'm done. I ain't going to try yeah. too long. So all I'm going to say, and I'm going to leave everybody with this. In the words of Bishop Pender, mm-hmm. there's still a prophecy that, if you made it to see this new year, there's still a prophecy that has to be fulfilled. There's still a purpose for your life. And there's still a promise that has to come to pass. Take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Well, I hope everybody has enjoyed my Instagram shutdown on me. It was disconnected. But, you know, I have Sprint. <laughs> I have Sprint. And Sprint and don't got... And we're praying. They don't got the Holy Ghost. They don't have power. don't got the Holy Ghost. They got a good low bill. Okay. But they don't, but they don't got that power. But I just want to say thank you to everybody that has joined us tonight. Um, usually I ask for a last word. I feel like Jake already gave it. All I'm going to say is thank you for joining in. Um, and I am going to do a quick prayer. Usually I don't pray. Usually I ask my guests to pray. But since we just went ministry mode, and did you just send me this Baby. face? Did you just give me this face? Girl, next time, honey. Your face. Baby. <laughs> no, next time. Oh, I had a few announcements before um, I close out tonight. One of the announcements is that Jake will be working with Renew Talk as my co-host. My last co-host is my sis, Kelly. And Kelly is actually a videographer, so if you hear me talk about Kelly at any point throughout even the next um, few episodes, it's because her work is impeccable. And she's working specifically now on her film. When she went to school for film, she's working on film. Um, and so we transitioning here in 2019 to my good friend, um, Jake, being our co-host. And we just want to vibe it out, see how it goes. I'm not, a, I'm not a control freak. I like to just talk about God, and I also like to talk about life. And that's mm-hmm. how I came up with new talk. It's life with God involved. I told people it's the opposite of church. Mm-hmm. Church, you come for God, and then you learn about how to figure it out in your life, how you bring God to your life. But here we're just talking about life, and this is where um, God life. is meeting us. Yeah. And so um, these moments, these ministry moments and stuff, it's just natural. We ain't no fake people. Right. I don't got time to be fake. It's too much energy, and I don't, I don't have the ability. And I can't remember none of that. I can't. <laughs> when I'm fake child... Lost cause. I'm just real honey. honey. <laughs> so no time to fade. I'm just gonna pray real quick and Tori Woodard and anybody else that needs prayer, just know that God loves you and um he's here for you. And if nobody else wants to hear you, God wants to hear your voice. So talk to him. 
talk to All right. Uh, I forgot my other announcement. So in 2019, February, um, I've been working on some marketing aspects. And what we're going to do is starting a new talk once a week. It's not going to be the show. It's going to be a positive talk once a week. So basically, I'll be putting up positive phrases that will come out once a week um, that you can see on my Instagram, on my Facebook, on Renew Talks Instagram. Um, and I'll just be posting these little quick little notes and it'll be things that are referencing to the shows that we've already done in the past. Right. So definitely check us out. Um, no, I will not be doing a podcast once a week. Not yet. We're not there yet. When I have more time, mm-hmm. we can do this more often. But I definitely think, um, you know, everybody who came and, you know, tuned in with us, um, definitely appreciate, um, you know, your support. This is definitely my first time ever doing something like this. You know, um, only the people that know me really see this side of me. This side. <laughs> So I definitely thank you know all my people for for tuning in, sharing, liking, all that. Like Elaine said, we will definitely be doing this again. So we look forward to um, you know talking with you all. And once again, thanks for the support. All right. So I'm just going to pray. Lord, we thank you, and we're grateful for everything that you have done on tonight, God. We thank you for the conversation that you allowed us to have about the Black Church and love in the Black Church. And I ask that every person that is under the sound of my voice at this time will be encouraged, will be lifted up, will be, will find themselves going after you and seeking after you, no matter what is going on in their lives personally, no matter what is going on in their lives, even their finances or even emotionally, God, and even if they're in a place of hurt, God, give them a heart to still want to seek you and to go after you. Because if they go after you, if they find themselves in worship, we know that you will answer them there. If they find themselves in a place of saying hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, in a place of dancing, we know that you can meet them in their praise and in their worship, God. So no matter who is listening, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they're dealing with, God, I ask that you would give them a heart to want to seek you and know that you, they can find you there and they can find strength there. But we thank you for Jake. We thank you for allowing him to be on Renew Talk, for being in D.C. And I pray that the blessings of the Lord be upon him as he is being open to receiving what the Lord has for him in this time and day. Continue to help us to live a life that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. And if you're still on here, go hashtag I love the black church. Ah. Because we are powerful.